Hey, uh, welcome to the new voting project. Uh, my name is Kanal, your host, and today we're we're here with Jovanka Beckles. Uh, I'd like to say a friend of mine, but maybe we're not there yet. Who knows? Uh, but uh, she is a movement organizer, uh, a former two-term Richmond City Council member, uh, a longtime leader in the Richmond Progressive Alliance here in California, uh, a children's mental health professional. Uh, a former candidate for California's uh, 15th State Assembly District and a democratic socialist um, in the tradition of Martin Luther King Jr. You currently serve in the AC Transit District Board of Directors, Ward 1. Um, and of course, you're a progressive leader here in the Bay Area, which is how we know each other. Um, but no, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, it is a pleasure, Kanal. I, I'm, I'm really honored to be able to sit down and uh, have a, have a conversation with you. You're, you're you know you're a uh, highly intelligent young young person. Uh, you, Questionable you, they, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so always always a pleasure just having to be able to have a sit down discussion with uh, with the youth of uh, in our society, especially those that are engaged. You know as 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 much as you are. So thank you so very much for this invitation. Really appreciate it. Of course, of course. All right, so let's get into it. Let's do it. We got some important things to talk about, but but to start off, um, you know, talk a little bit about your background for those uh, of the listeners that don't know you. Um, touch on how you know college prepared you to enter this life of activism and community organizing that 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 you embrace. Um, uh, so yeah, no, go go ahead and talk about yourself. I guess should be pretty easy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That 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 part is it's not easy. The, that part is easy. The, the hard part is just making sure that I stay on on topic and on time because sometimes you know I get I get a little carried away but uh just a little a quick little introduction of who I am you you pretty much said a lot of it um and but what some of your listeners may or may not know is that I, I was actually born in uh, Panama uh and I was born and raised there till I was about nine years old I came migrated to the United States as as has many of my family members uh came to the United States to you know, seek seek a better a better life, you know, um, a life uh, where you know uh, where we can get good education. Um, and uh, so I came to the United States at nine. Uh, I should be bilingual. I, I guess I consider myself bilingual, but because as as I've I've seen with a lot of young immigrants is that we you know we want to fit in. We want to fit in. We don't want to have an accent. Uh, we don't want to seem like we're immigrants. And so. When my parents uh, and family members spoke Spanish, uh, I responded in English, and so that's pretty much the way I still conduct myself. In a sense, you know, you can if you speak Spanish to me, I more than likely will respond in 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 English. Uh, I really am I, I am I so regret that though. No, I I regret that, and I sometimes see young people doing that with their parents, and I'm like, no, you, you know, you're gonna regret it. So. Go ahead and yeah. just respond in, in, in that native, that, that language, right? Your primary language that, that your parents speak. Uh, but at any rate, came to the United States, lived in New York, lived in um, uh, Missouri. I've lived a little bit of everywhere uh, because my stepfather was in the Air Force at the time. And we had the opportunity yeah. to just really just see a lot of the United States. And I, and I really credit that, that opportunity to who I am today. And that is someone who's just open. You know, you when you're able to, to to experience different cultures and different um, uh, areas of the country and other countries, I think that it really um, helps to build individuals who 
who, who appreciate people for who they are, appreciate our differences. And so that's something that I've always, uh, it's always been ingrained in me to really appreciate people's differences because we're, we're not all Crete, we are not all the same. How boring would life be if we were all exactly the same, if we were all exactly uh, looked the same. Um, so I appreciate our differences. Uh, I went to Florida A&M, uh, historically black university. So an HBCU, right. uh, we call it FAMU, the FAMU Rattlers, go Rattlers. And, um, and I, really, I really credit that to a, a lot of who I am today with regard to socialism and, uh, and, and just pride in who I am and pride in our, um, our history and, you know, and culture. Um, then uh, from there, I came to uh, California to, to live with my, my mother and my stepfather. We were stationed at, at uh, Travis Air Force Base. I'm not sure if you know where that is. That's in right. Fairfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, got my degree in psychology, uh, minor, in social, uh, minor in criminal justice, interestingly. Uh, but uh, I really pursued my career uh, in, in, in mental health. And so I've been a mental health uh, specialist for over 30 years. I've worked with adults adult uh, population who uh, have mental health uh, challenges. And, uh, but I've worked for the last 21 years with children. I've always felt that, although I felt like I could make a difference and I did make somewhat of a difference working with the adult population, I feel like I was able to make more of an impact in kids, right? Because have you, you've heard the saying, right? It's easier, right, to- Start early. Right. Start early, right? We're going to talk about easier, that when it comes to voting. Yeah, Don't worry. Easier to no. build a, a person yeah. than to repair a broken one, right? People, so I've always felt that that's, that's been something, a passion of mine, working with young people, with children, uh, and helping to heal them. And not, not only them, but also to help heal their families. Right. Um, so I think that's it. I think the other question that you asked me in terms of, you know, just a little bit about myself. My college education, I so appreciate, I so appreciate having gone to an HBCU. Uh, I, I went there only because I got a full ride. I got a full ride for basketball, playing basketball. Wow. And, and, like and, Steph and Curry? pardon me? Like you were like Steph Curry, you know? Got a full ride, yeah. Okay. It, it just, I mean, everything is paid for. Your parents don't have anything. You know, you graduate with, um, and that's a whole nother story with, without, you know, debt. Um, although when I went to graduate school, um, I incurred a lot of debt that way for, you know, about $40,000 worth of debt trying to get uh, my master's degree. And, and of course, as I said, that's a whole nother story about just student loans and student debt that we really have to do something about. Yeah. I got to get Joe country. Biden on the show to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I give you all the luck. In, in, in helping that to happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know how enthused he might be about, you know, talking about something that he doesn't seem intent on doing. Yeah, no, <laughs> but uh, I guess we should leave it there. <laughs> um, my next kind of thought is, you know, why enter the political sphere? You know, obviously, you know, we met each other at literally a campaign event uh, for, for one of our candidates that we were supporting, J Janani, who's been on the show. Yes. Right? Um, right. And, you know, so why kind of go towards activism and community organizing? You obviously have very diverse 
you know, roots in this country, um, you're, you're a psychologist, you're a specialist, but why, you know, make that transition to politics? Well, one of the things that, 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 um, that comes to mind, the first thing that comes to mind was, is, you know, I've always been, I've always been someone who's been very empathetic to others. I've always felt people's pain, you know, even as a child. Um, I've always been drawn to fairness and equity and justice. It's always, you know, I was the kid on the playground, like, that's not fair. You know, you, you already had a turn. <laughs> and there we see a lot of children doing that on the playground. And I always, that child is going to grow up to really, I think, hope you know, fight for justice because they believe in justice at such a young age. But I've always been that that person who always believe in justice and equity and 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 what's right and really empathizing with people's pain. Um, and so, you know, having worked in this field for as long as I have, uh, one of the things that you know we do is we I, I'm a wraparound facilitator specifically, and so we bring all of the different. Um, uh, different providers in on a team. So these specialties, so we bring in teachers and we bring in the parents and we bring in uh, social workers and therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists. We bring everyone to the table to be able to help the child and the family. And again, not really focusing just on the child because the child didn't necessarily or aren't necessarily having these challenges on their own. It, it you know, the whole family um, dynamic uh, is it really plays a, a huge role in, in, in how kids grow up, right? So although I felt like I was really making a difference uh, doing the work that I'm doing to heal, one of the things that I recognized was that it it takes more. It was going to take more than that, and what it was going to take is uh, policies, people who can actually um, get into public office to create the kinds of policies that the community uh, in, as a whole needs to be able to thrive. So I'm working with children and families who have parents who were incarcerated, trying to come back into this community, can't get a job, um, you know, can't find a place to live. Uh, I'm watching children uh, who are hungry. Um, and so every time we, uh, we had different types of, of either group therapy, individual therapy. We always made sure that we had snacks for the kids because uh, seeing that a lot of children are food insecure, um, when you're food insecure, it, it just creates anxiety, creates depression, but also when you're hungry, it's very difficult to focus. And so we wonder why sometimes the kids aren't doing very well in school is when you're hungry and you're you know, you need some the, the type of nourishment to help your brain function and your body function. So seeing all of these different things, those weren't things that I could do personally, but it, it wasn't anything either that any of my colleagues could do. What I realized that was missing was policy, policies that would help them and their, their families get employment, policies that when those families, uh, were able to be uh, employed that would pay them uh, a wage that could help them not just pay rent, but also buy food. Um, you know, policies that would make the, uh, many of our community members feel welcome, 
And so um, one major event that happened in all of this, at the time I, I was a DJ and we were coming home late from work and uh, we were we were victims of, of a home invasion. These young young men came in you know, with guns and uh, it was the one of, it was the most traumatic moment of my life. But it was at that moment that I realized that wow, maybe, you know, our, the young people in our community need so much um, support, right? That social safety net. Um, and so it was at that that moment when when one of the young men uh was now sort of you know threatening our son and looked around in his room and saw his things that you know I feel all kids should have they should be able to have you know games and you know pets if they want and things like that um and they looked around and said wow it must be nice to be loved and I will never forget that not just because of the trauma that it created for myself and, and my my spouse but uh, I'll never forget it because of those words. And it was the, that that moment after, you know, we were able to heal from it that I realized I wanted to run. I wanted to run for Richmond City Council because I wanted to be able to create policies that would help young people like these two men not feel that they have to inflict pain and trauma on others, right, on other people. So um, I ran for city council, um, lost by about 200 votes the first time, but the second time, and that's what I want folks to always remember, don't, don't give up. So the second time I ran for city council, I won, and I'm so proud now to, to, to <laughs> you know, that, you know, in Richmond, we were so organized and we were, we had boots on the ground. We had people knocking on doors. You know, we were organized, we strategized, we mobilized helped me win, helped Gail McLaughlin win. And then we started, you know, we started to elect other working class people who recognize trauma and understand the need for policy changes, right? So because of that, and because we had a majority on the city council, uh, the things that I brought forward, we passed. Uh, and that is, you know, in my tenure on the city council, we passed the $15 an hour minimum wage in Richmond, you right. know? We passed the first, we passed the first um, uh, rent control policy in California in 30 years. Wow. You know, we passed um, ban the box and, 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 and for folks, your audience who, who may not, that, that language, you know, doesn't resonate with them. Basically, everyone knows that question on, the, on, on applications, right? The questions that says, have you ever been convicted of a felony? Well, in Richmond, we passed that our city would take that question off of our applications. And now the state has also done that, but, but it starts at the local level. And, and that's what's why running and voting is so important. But these are the things that we were able to do. And that's how I became politicized because I recognized the need um, for policy changes and not just policy changes, but, but radical policy, policy changes. We address climate, uh, climate change uh, during my tenure on the city council as well. So it's so important to get involved because we can do this. So not only did we do that, we uh, made Richmond a sanctuary city where, where immigrants can feel comfortable and, and being able to just you know, have a life where they don't have to feel, live in fear you know, of, of ice coming in and knocking on their doors. And oh gosh, I, I, I could go on and on, but but that's really what, what sort of politicized me, right? The need 
for us to have policies that 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 affect our quality of life. Yeah, no, I didn't want to interrupt, but I had no idea you were a victim of, of a home invasion. I mean, that's just that's just next level. I could never imagine yeah. that in, in California, yeah. in the Bay Area. I, yeah. I just honestly couldn't. And maybe that's that's a token to my privilege, you know, and and the, what I say to most folks is the, the bare minimum you can do is I think what you're touching on is you can vote, first of yes. all. Use your yes. mandatory to vote. Yes. And if you want to do more, if you feel compelled, if you feel energized, the movement is calling. Yes. Jovanka is yes. calling. All right. <laughs> then you get involved. Right. Then you get involved. You get involved. Absolutely. Because that, exactly. that, I think, is the, is the critical lessons. The youth, adults, anybody, all different races, all different ethnicities, all different genders can learn. It, That's it's right. a universal skill. Um, That's right. And, and, That's I right. Kind of, and I kind of want to twist the conversation just a little bit. Okay. Let's circle back to 2020, right? A very tumultuous year. <laughs> Um, you know, yes. global, global pandemic once in a century, uh, we, we had a, a very prominent and significant, you know, electoral event, presidential election, yep. um, top to bottom, every ballot race counted. Um, you know, give me your thoughts on the year 2020. <laughs> the 2020 election or the whole, because 2020 was, I mean, wow, it's whatever like, you want to take it. I know my <laughs> thoughts on, on 2020. <laughs> 2020 was hell on earth. We had number 45, who was a tyrant, uh, uh, just a maniac, uh, vile, evil, everything we can think of. Um, and so he made a lot of people's lives, the majority of people's lives, just, you know, hell on earth. Um, but then when that election happened, it really, for me, I, I think that, you know, I won't say it's what I learned because I feel like, you know, we've always known what organizing, mobilizing, strategizing, uh, standing in unity, what that can take, what that can do, right? We, we've always known that, but 2020 really did that. It, it helped us, um, you know, it helped, it, we recognized that, okay, in our anger, we were able to unify uh, around a strategy to, to get this you know, this fascist out of office. We were able to unify, our anger unified us. And so I love that, um, you know, but, but you know, oftentimes, you know, that sometimes not enough, just in and, in, in and of itself, anger can do harm or it can do good. And I think like in 2020, it really unified us, right? Because it helped us. It harnessed our collective rage, <laughs> it really, right? I think and it, it did. motivated us. It <laughs> There was, I mean, to tell you personally, and I can speak on behalf of my friends and peers as well, I became activated, you know, post 2016 election. Yeah. The rise yeah. of Donald Trump. Right. I mean, that turned some right. heads. Not only, I mean, I'm sure there's statistics on this, but it turned the heads of millions of Americans in both right. directions, I should add. You know, exactly. Exactly. I, I would point to the year 2016 as as a, as a kind yeah. of catalyst um, year where where yes. folks started paying more attention to 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 what's going on in the world politics, and then of course the pandemic and the election, right. the dire right. polarization, kind That's of right. kind of created this this explosion, right, uh, of, of politics, especially in my yes. life, and I'm sure in yours too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 
but but twenty absolutely it 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 helped us yeah I think twenty twenty was was you know a year that really that you know where folks regardless of their political affiliation recognize you know um, how dangerous this this individual was and you know um, if, if I had a choice you know. Uh, between Biden and and you know number forty five Trump, I hate to say his name because he's so evil. Um, but you know, yeah. So Biden was the better choice. Um, but was he the perfect choice? Was he was he the ideal? No, uh, absolutely not. Because you know he 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 still sort of bows down to a lot of his you know wealthy donors um, and and taking his time in addressing this climate issue. I, I'm, I, I do appreciate the fact that he's finally talking about climate change and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's talking a really good game, but now it's really time for him to like put, put his mouth where his, you know, put his money where his mouth is, put his, his actions where his mouth is and not just talk about it, but actually listen to all the young people that are on the streets and we're on the streets today, have been on the streets all week throughout the country, throughout the world marching I love the fact that young people decided look we're we're going to take we're going to strike today we're not going to class we're going to get on the streets so that these adults can hear us so i'm hoping that you know biden will will actually take action and not just you know talk um but but yeah you know i i i i've been a democrat for almost 40 years you know that's definitely how old i am um but i feel <laughs> like i just think that we really have to I, I, we have to get out of this two-party system. It, it's just, it's not fair um, to, I think, um, a democratic, a true democratic process, a true democratic process actually um, invites everyone uh, into, into, right, into, into the, the, the circle. Everyone, it invites everyone's voices into the circle. And I think that sometimes, you know, because of this two-party system that folks um, aren't able to, to, to be heard who don't necessarily subscribe, you know, to either party. Um, and I think that I wonder, I, to me, it seems like a lot of young people are really also, you know, understanding that, that, you know, these two, the two party system is not serving us because in essence, um, they're both bowing down to the same donor class, right? The billionaire class. Um, but yeah, having to had, haven't had make a decision in 2020, I'm glad that we all made the decision that we did because um, these could be some, some extra dark times um, had he been elected, reelected rather. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you a simple question next. Uh, there's there's only one answer, in my opinion. Although we're all entitled to our respective opinions, of course. All right. Um, is voting important? Hmm. Voting is absolutely important, and you know. No, I, I've heard, I hear people, I, you know, I'm in all kinds of circles and I hear sometimes people are just feeling so discouraged, feeling like, what's the point of voting? But uh, it really makes a difference. Uh, case in point, what just happened with the re-election, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the recall um, that the Republicans uh, tried to, to um, well, not that they tried to do, they actually did. They it tried to, uh, tried to take away a governor because because they lost, you know, and this is really going to be the strategy moving forward, mark my words, that every time, you know, Republicans lose, they're always going to go ahead and, and try to, to, to get whatever candidate that won, uh, whether, they're, you know, they're going to, recall. yeah, they're going to actively subvert democratic processes 
Right. Because, well, they are self-interested. And exactly. honestly, um, it is the antithesis to everything the country stands for. It's, it's going to be their go-to justification. Exactly. Right? Like Larry Elder was calling fraud before the election had taken place. Before, it even, before the election even went to place. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> it's, I, a reporter point blank asked him, you know, will, will you accept the results of the election in the case that you lose? No. He said, he said, we're going to work together. And I said, what are we working together on? Like, it's a yes right. or no type of question, you know? Right. Um, that's right. That's right. It's, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it's and, insane. And your election, I, you know, your huh? election, your, ele- your first, you know, a start in, in politics running for Richmond City Council, you lost by 200 votes, mm-hmm. 200 votes. I could probably count to 200. You know, hopefully. Uh, right. So, I mean. But we accepted it. We accepted yeah. the results. We moved on and we ran again. And we ran again. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I think voting is important, especially if we're going to have candidates, um, you know, in, in, moving forward who are willing to speak truth to power, who are willing to be truth tellers, as one of my favorite people, Nina Turner, likes to say. Um, we're we're going to have to have people voting and voting for working class candidates who are not taking corporate money. Um, we're we're going to have to um, we we have to do that. We have to start electing these kinds of candidates because when we continue when we continue electing people who take money from the fossil fuel company uh, from fossil fuel industry, we're never going to you know be able to address climate. Uh, climate change by electing people who are taking the very the money of the very people and industries that are causing this chaos, right? That and and uh, that we're we're seeing unfold um, as we speak. Um, and so voting is important because these candidates need your votes. These candidates who are going to be beholden only to you, and and not the not the billionaire class not the wealthy donors who help put them there because you know really that's legalized bribery. Right. <laughs> they can donate as much money as they want through PACs. You know, you, you understand how those work. You can donate millions and billions of dollars if you want to a PAC that then gets funneled to that candidate um, with, with you know, uh, unending commercials and you know, never ending mailers that come to your mailboxes um, because really, they 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 get it that even a lie, if you tell it enough, people then start to believe it. Even if initially they're like, "Oh, that's not the truth," but the more they hear it, because they've sent you, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of mailers, um, or that you keep seeing the commercials all day long on television, people eventually start to believe it. So voting matters, and and it, and it matters, but it also matters that we have working class people running for office and not independently wealthy people who are not going to be working for you, um, but, but folks who, you know, they're in essence, in, 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 you know, for lack of a better word, they're, they're shareholders. They're now shareholders, you know, cause they just basically bought you. Yeah. Um, and, and myself and so many other candidates, uh, elected officials like that are on the Richmond City Council, candidates, uh, I mean, not candidates, but elected officials, in, in Oakland and Berkeley who took no corporate money. Look at what we're doing in our cities and what we can do when we start to elect these people um, at higher um, to higher office. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree. Now, it, following that trend of thought, 
do you think 16 year olds should have the right to vote in, in school board elections? You know, folks who are deciding their, their, their budgets and their textbooks, their curriculum, or even city council elections should, my, my thought is young people need to be incentivized to be engaged, right? Yes, they do, they do. They and, do. and I see an outlet of that being having the ability to vote, you know, like, like you mentioned, right. um, Oakland and Berkeley, I believe they have, they have began to institute youth vote uh, for mm-hmm. the school board elections. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a consistent trend I see in the United States. I see it in Maryland. Yeah, well. Richmond, Richmond as well. Richmond as well. Richmond as well. Yeah. So it, yeah. It's not a, you know, radical, quote, radical idea. No. Um, no. But why should should young people? I mean, for those who are poster, you know, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Look at you. You know, we. I want you voting before you're 18. Exactly. You are engaged. You are aware. You're informed. Um, you know, but um, I guess for me, you know, I, for me, the bigger issue is 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 that if it's going to be an equity thing, you know, yeah, if all 16 year olds get to vote, then absolutely, I support it. But what we're seeing is this trend that's happening, you know, nationwide of, of, of stifling the votes, of taking away the votes and making it so difficult for people of color uh, and poor people to vote. Right. Um, you know, if, if we allow that by not um, engaging in that process and fighting it, then, then no, I, I don't want only, you know, wealthy 16 year olds, um, you know, to be able to, to vote and then just like others who are over 18 currently adults who can't vote because of their rights being taken away. We're seeing, you know, we're seeing that happening. Voter suppression laws are popping up all over the country. And so, you know, that being the, until we can get that uh, control and, and get that um, to, you know, if, if those in elected positions, right? would just stand up and, and, and fight against these kinds of voter suppression laws that are happening, unless that happens, I think we need, we need to get that fixed before we talk about you know, more uh, privileged people, 16 year olds uh, only being the ones who can vote. So the easier we make voting, um, I think you know, the better it will be. And if we make voting easy for everyone, not just the few, not just the wealthy, not just you know, those with privilege, white, um, then, then, then absolutely. Um, the, the recall effort that I started to talk about earlier, look at what happened in California. Every single person who is a registered voter got a ballot and all you had to do was fill it out and send it back in. That should be the norm, right? That should be able, that should be in every single state as opposed to making it so difficult for people to vote that we saw in 2020, people were in line all day long. And I'm so grateful for those people who were so selfless um, and, and willing to stand in line to exercise their right to vote. But, uh, but if, if, if we're gonna continue um, in this direction where we're making voting more difficult, then I, I, I don't know that we're ready to have, you know, a, um, have that pool um, widen, you know, 16 year olds, but yeah. Again, if it's everyone gets to vote, right, and, and it's easy for everyone, then by all means, I want 16 year olds. They're invested in their future. You know, they are our future. You all are our future, young people. Um, this world, we, you know, it's our duty um, to, to leave it in, in this, you know, 
in a state in a in a livable 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 state uh, for the future. And you know, when I'm not here, I want this planet to be you know sustainable. I want this planet um, to be one where you have clean water, where everyone has who wants to you know shell who wants shelter to live indoors. I want everyone to be able to have a home. I want everyone to be able to, you know, have food and, and again, yeah, clean water, right? Food security, access yeah. to clean water, access to affordable housing or housing in general, um, all, all, all the essential utilities. Um, I want folks to have, right. I want, I want folks to have Medicare, right. Access, right. access to technology and exactly. equal, equal, equitable access to those things. Equitable, equitable. Um, and then not, and not based or derived from any pre-existing, you know, um, disparities or, right. you know, racism or stereotypes or That's sexism, right. you That's know, right. or all the isms, ageism <laughs> for this matter, um, it's 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 hard, but right. I think we'll get there. And that leads me to my final question, actually, uh, which is, what is your advice to Gen Z? And you know, I don't know where they where the hell they got Gen Z from, if you ask me. <laughs> it seems like a pretty arbitrary thing to do. Um, but you know, when it comes to voting, elections, policy, uh, wanting to be engaged, or maybe alienated, maybe hmm. ignorant. Uh, what is your advice to those that are the aspiring class uh, of people who are going to, to bear the mantle in the future? Yeah, stay, stay in tune. Um, you know, don't sleep. Don't sleep on, on, on what's happening. Yeah. Um, stay awake. Um, I, I want them to understand um, that things can get better, but it won't get better if they're not engaged in the process, if they... Um, are indifferent um, to what's happening, um, then things will not change. But uh, if they they get out, they march. I mean, look at the uprising that happened in, in you know, uh, the summer of 2020 over George Floyd, um, that murder um, that occurred, you know, things wouldn't, wouldn't this, this cop may, wouldn't, he might not have ever been convicted or even charged had folks you know, had we not risen up, had we not rose up, like, right, we, we rose up, we said, no, this is absolutely, this is deplorable and unacceptable, and, you know, this man needs to be charged, right, so look at, we see what can happen when we stay engaged, when we participate in direct action, um, you know, things can, things can change, but I, I just, you know, I think it's important also uh, for people to, you know, we have to take care of ourselves, we have to make sure that we're staying healthy emotionally as well as physically. Um, you know, we, we have to um, do what you're doing. You know, you have a podcast, you are, you know, you're talking about the issues. Let's, let's, let's stay engaged in ways like that. Um, I want, you know, when it's time to volunteer for candidates, because grassroots candidates, we cannot beat our our well-funded opponents without volunteers knocking on doors making phone calls text banking we can't do it because we can't compete uh financially right because they're going to be having millions of dollars every single time but what they can't compete with right is our people power 
what they can't compete compete with is having, you know, dozens and thousands of volunteers talking to people directly. Because what really matters is me knocking on your door, having a conversation with you. You get an opportunity to ask me questions. Well, hey, I heard, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then I get to say, oh yeah, well, that's not true. And here's why it's not true. And you can also do your own research. So, so grassroots candidates, working class candidates um, really need uh, volunteers because I, I imagine, especially as young people, you're not working with a lot of money. So it's not like you can say, oh, I'm going to send in, I'm going to donate a lot of money, but you know, two bucks, you can go to Starbucks and buy and buy some, buy, you know, $10 worth of frappes or whatever, <laughs> then certainly you can send five bucks into that candidate because no amount of money, $2, no amount of money uh, is too little because every little bit helps, whether it's money, whether it's just volunteering. So stay informed, stay engaged, you know, organize, mobilize, strategize, uh, as, as, as my our brother, um, Killer Mike, love to say, because that's really where, you know, how we win and that's how we change this corrupt yeah, exactly. system, this and justice system and all of that. Yeah, and shout out to Killer Mike, by the way. You're more than yeah. welcome on the show. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Got to respect. Um, but no, no, that, that, those are great answers. Um, and, and I guess on your, uh, on yourself, how can viewers stay updated on you? You want to link your socials. I'll put them in the description. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You follow me, by the way. I should make that clear. You, you follow, she follows me back. So I follow you back. That's cool. right. That's right. Cause I follow, you know, I, I want one of the things I want to remind folks is sometimes, especially during campaigns, the candidate is so busy doing things that we, we have volunteers who sometimes take care of uh, our social media. And so I think one, one really eager volunteer just kind of refreshed my Twitter. And, and so now I'm trying to follow people back, but it's like, I just can't keep up. So if I don't follow you, inbox me and say, hey, Jamaica, what's up? You know, follow me right. back. I will definitely do it because I appreciate people. I appreciate you all. Um, we need each other in this movement, right? We need each other um, and we have to support each other um, if we're going to change the, the state of, of the world right now. Of course, yeah. And so it's at Jovanka Beckles, I think? At Jovanka Beckles, yes. Exactly. Uh, on, on Facebook on as well as Twitter. Perfect. And uh, Instagram. Not on TikTok yet, but uh, well, not as a can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, TikTok's you know. a separate. Let's do another interview just on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the impact of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in any case, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I yeah. Well, thank you. Time. Thank uh, you so much for inviting me. Of One of the things I didn't I didn't get a chance to say is that uh, my 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 most recent. Uh, appointment is that I've been I was uh, recently elected to the AC Transit Board and and transportation is important I know especially as students and so one of the things uh, one of the policies that I'm working really hard to do is that you know it's, it's the first to have free transportation because I think it's a right um, you should be able to just you know get on the bus and go where you need to go so um, of course you know so follow I mean, me that way too should, yeah you should talk I mean you should talk to Latifah Latifah Simon about that. I've been trying to get her on the show. She's a BART director, but hey, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about free transportation for the year. Yes, indeed. Uh, maybe, maybe that makes it easier for us to vote. Who knows? Yes, um, indeed. Yes, yeah, indeed. Just, just free, hey, free free transportation on election day. How's that? I mean, 
you're preaching to the choir here <laughs> right uh, yeah, let, let's let's call her after this be like hey where are you at yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no no thank you so much for 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 your perspective My pleasure. time uh for the work that you do um i know i know in my opinion, working locally in politics is where you can really touch people. Yes. It's where you Makes can a difference. It. You can feel it. So, so no, yes. thank you for all you do. You're always welcome back on the show. Um, oh, hey, I'm happy. I'm happy to. Yeah, Send me an yeah. invitation. I'm down. I'm down exactly. to talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, as long as you want it, you want me, I'll make some time to make it happen. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what we need. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jovanka. Take You're care. welcome. Pleasure. Okay, you too. Be safe.